Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? Yes, I am. What was that? Listen to the story now. The story is taking us to New England in the year 1954. I would have been two years old at the time of this movie. Clue is a 1985 American dark comedy mystery film based on the board game Clue. Particulars. It came out on December 13th, 1985. I feel like we've done a lot of... It's like all the Halloween movies come out in December. Yeah. I know. It is weird. Um, So this is set in 1954, like you said, and 1985, 1985, 1954, that's 31 years. So it's a 31-year gap. So from today, 31 years ago, was 1992. Which is just freaky. Isn't it so weird to think like that? I saw the launching of MTV is closer to Pearl Harbor than it is today. That's nuts. That's what? nuts. Two random things to compare. <laughs> but like, but that's the thing. Like the with- first time Happy Gilmore, the when Happy <laughs> Gilmore came out is closer to now than when World War II started. No, that was just on Facebook. It was just a thing about about where we are in time right now. <laughs> I don't know if that's really right about Happy Gilmore and World War II, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> but that, the, those are the milestones uh, for generations. Like people today are like Pearl Harbor, but like Pearl Harbor, like people... The, the greatest generation would not shut up about Pearl Harbor. The day they lived in infamy. Well, they're dying out, so it's getting... Oh, what? It's, it's getting a little bit quieter, quiet. huh? It's getting quieter. But that's how we are at 9-11. And by the time, like, God willing, the creek don't rise, I'm in my 80s and 90s. People are going to be like, would you shut up about 9-11? 9-11. Because those of you who know Erin, she just talks about it nonstop. Non-stop, constantly, will not shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, okay, the particulars. It's directed by Jonathan Lynn, who also did My Cousin Vinny, The Whole Nine Yards, and The Distinguished Gentleman, huh. among others. The screenplay is by Jonathan Lynn, who also wrote Nuns on the Run and The Inter- Intern Scene Project. Uh, a lot of unexpected vowels in unexpected places. The story is by Jonathan Lynn and John Landis. John Landis is famous for directing Trading Places, Coming to America, and he also wrote and directed The Blues Brothers. He also did Thriller! Mm-hmm. It is based on the murder mystery game Cluedo, which, a.k.a., in North America, is known as Clue. One of my favorite games, board games. I th- nobody liked it in my family. I hardly ever got to play it. Wow. Well, and we never play played it, it in my house. Yeah. I feel like I would really like this game. Oh, you're talking about your other family. Yeah, what family are you talking about, Ma? I'm talking about when I was growing up. <laughs> oh, your white family? <laughs> I 
Oh, I'm sorry. I tickled me. Um, it was designed by Anthony E. Pratt, who came up with the game during World War II. He worked um, as on a drilling machine, and it was very tedious and monotonous work, and that allowed him time to think up this whole game. Well, and kids today say they can't have time for shit. Like that girl that you sent us that article about, <laughs> what was it, a Gen Zer complaining that she has to work nine to five because she doesn't have time to see her friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this guy's in World War II making board games in his free time. Yeah. Kids today. Kids today. <laughs> but but in, in to be fair, I mean, no. while, well, but fair. I will say in those times of, like, you know, you worked a nine to five and you, you gave up all of those things so that you could afford a house. And yeah, now what's the point? You can't afford exactly. anything and you're still working all day. Yeah, so now I kind so. of, I mean, it did make me laugh and to look at those tears, but when you think of it as, like, the trade-off, yeah, they don't have that trade-off. I mean, it, it does make a point. You got you to gotta give them something if you want them to keep doing this, you know? Um, so he was able to do that before World War II broke out. In his youth, he spent his time playing piano in concerts that were held in country hotels. And Ooh. so that kind of gave him the background of, oh. you know, the, the study and all of that. So room. also in those times, the evening entertainment for those parties included murder mystery games with yeah. actors. Mm -hmm. <sighs> So I his still did that. I guess you could. They do. There are a few places still do it. Yeah. Like I just maybe we could throw oh, that would be a fun like a holiday party, but it's a murder mystery. Yeah, there. I had like a coworker who was doing that, and I was like, mm, I would have to. It was set in the 1920s, and then I was gonna I was gonna have to buy like stuff, and I was like, mm, gonna mm. have to leave your apartment. I was gonna yeah. And hard oh, pass, huh? I mean, I left my apartment today, and that is like we're not going anywhere until <laughs> maybe Thanksgiving. You know, definitely Christmas. So I'll I'll see y'all in the streets in Brooklyn, people. <laughs> Deuces. I've I've made my social appearance for the quarter. Um, the wife, his wife, the wife, his wife did the artwork, and the, originally the game was called Murder. With an exclamation point. Oh, why? I wonder if the wife advised against that name because I like that. Well, but not very family friendly, I reckon. So in 1944, he had a close friend who happened to um, invent. No, <laughs> invent. Oh, okay. He invent his close friend invented the board game Buccaneer, which. I've kind of heard of it, but it wasn't something that I played. But it was a big enough game that he had ends with the managing director at Waddington's, which was, a, I think, a game company in, in Britain. And so Waddington's was like, no, no, murder will never do. We're going to change yeah. the name to Cluedo. It's Clue. Plus Ludo, which is Latin for I play. Cluedo. Mm. That's what. For Ludo. I play? Yeah, Ludo. I mean, 
I mm -hmm. get it. I see the point. Right. So it didn't go into production until 1949 because, you know, the war happened well, and there was uh, shortages. Like what? Card? You think cardboard just grows on trees? <laughs> that was funny. Um, so they had to wait for their the shortages of materials to be over. And then Waddington told um, Anthony, look, man, your game's not really selling that well, especially in America. Mm. So how about we're going to give you a check? And the check was for, according to Wikipedia, it was the equivalent of 105,000 pounds for the overseas oh, okay. rights. So it was a chunk of money, but it was for the overseas rights. So he took the, he took the money and they got the overseas rights. And then he, he kind of lived, he just went about his life. He lived nicely. He didn't really have to worry about money because that was a nice chunk of change in that time. And mm -hmm. so, you know, they, they had changed the name and it's just one of those things where I guess the guy that came up with Monopoly May, like I think he might have kept the rights, so he ended up making a lot more money oh, off of yeah. Monopoly than this guy. But he he lives in a nice, good life. It never said that he was like mad about it or anything. It's just one of those things of like mm, us looking today and being like, mm, you got taken. You could have had more money. You could have more money, even more. So that's a little history behind it. Cluedo, a bit of a nerd alert. Um, I liked it. The film was edited by David Bratherton, who also did An Affair to Remember, Cabaret, and Silver Streak. And Richard Hayes, who also did Lionheart, The Pickup Artist, and Malice. Mm -hmm. The music is by John Morris, who did Young Frankenstein, which oh. we did last week. Mm -hmm. He also oh, did... Yeah. <laughs> Act so shocked, but that's kind of why we're doing this movie, so... <laughs> He also did Spaceballs and the Elephant Man. The director of photography is Victor J. Kemper, who also did Slapshot, Alice's Restaurant, and Dog Day Afternoon. Okay. Starry. Whoa. Yes. The cast of Because there was one voice. I knew that voice, but I could not place that person until it was over. I'll tell you when we're there. Okay. So we have Eileen Brennan as Mrs. Peacock. She was also in Murder by Death, Private Benjamin, and The Last Picture Show, among others. Murder by Death. Yes. We Remember did we did that. Mm -hmm. She was fresh off of a rehab stint because she got addicted to painkillers when she had that bad accident on her face. Oh, yeah. She got hit. Remember, she was with Goldie Hawn, and she got hit by a car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have Tim Curry as Wadsworth. He was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Annie, and Home Alone 2, colon, Lost in New York. Mm -hmm. we, have so Madeline, we have Madeline Kahn as Mrs. White. She was in Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, and Paper Moon. Christopher Lloyd as Professor Plum. He was also in Back to the Future, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and the TV show Taxi. Mm, yep, I knew him right away. Mm -hmm. Michael McKean as there Mr. Green. That was the one I kept going, I know this voice. You know, or like, I know this face. He looks 
pretty much the same. It wasn't until I saw his face older with the gray hair. Oh, so he was in This Is Spinal Tap. Have we done This Is Spinal Tap? I don't think so. Teeny, have you you Mm. seen This Is Spinal Tap? I don't think so. I feel like I would like it, though. Hmm. Interesting. Uh Uh-oh. We're going to have an audible? Your lips muted herself. Why did she mute herself? She's talking about us. She doesn't. You're, know you're she muted. muted I didn't. I don't. My Skype has a mind of its own. When I oh, log okay. into these calls, they can't see me. Video audio is on. I have to turn off my audio and return it back on. My Skype updates are up to date. It's so frustrating. <sighs> these problems we have. Okay, he did, he was in this is Spinal Tap. A whole bunch of movies, Laverne and Shirley, and also no, he was the he was the Lenny or the yeah. Oh my God, my mind is blown. I Lenny did and not Squiggy. Know that. I did not know that. That's where I always knew him from. To me, that was the first time I ever saw him. And then he would pop up in all these different movies. Like this is Spinal Tap. He was also in a whole bunch of the uh, Christopher Guest films, like A Mighty Wind. All of those type of films. Oh my gosh. And most recently he was in Better Call Saul, the spin-off sure to was. Breaking yeah. Bad. Yes. That's where I knew the voice from. Martin Mull as Colonel Custard Mustard. <laughs> you wish I mean that's mustard. where he came from, right? <laughs> where are we a war profiteer? Who who are we kidding here? Um he was in Mr. Mom, Mrs. Doubtfire, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And my personal favorite, Gene Parmesan on Arrested Development. <laughs> so funny. He was such a funny man. He's no longer with us. He isn't? <laughs> okay. Well, while you check on that, we have Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet. She was in Victor Victoria, The Limey, and Secretary. And also in a whole bunch of stuff in the 80s on TV because I remember that being a big Leslie Ann Warren. I was always hearing the name. I could have sworn I knew her from something. And when I was looking at IMDb, it was, I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling because she's been in everything and not a one thing could I pinpoint to be like, that's where I know her from. Yeah. I thought she looked like, what's the movie we watched? It was my favorite movie last year. And oh, it was oh, Susan Sarandon. Oh, 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 yeah, she has a Susan Sarandon vibe. Yeah. What was that movie with the it pool? Baseball movie, Bull Durham. No. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> say it like that. <laughs> Nobody tells me no I'm like this. Sorry. I That's turn just... into a, a puddle. <laughs> you reminded me of Adam in that moment. I couldn't stop it. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's the Halloween movie. There's a pool. They throw each other in it, and then Rocky Horror Picture the, Show. Their, their limbs are falling off. Death oh, becomes her. Death, Death becomes her. No, she was not. But she wasn't in that. I know, but Susan Sarandon is, right? Mm. Who's in Death? No, it was Goldie Hawn. It was Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep. <laughs> And Martin Mull is still alive, thank goodness. <laughs> she, okay, she reminded me of Meryl Streep and Death Becomes Her. Ah, 
Yes. That makes sense. I get that now. <laughs> we got there. Mm-hmm. I think you're on. Must say something so we know. Martin yeah. Mull's still alive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we have Colleen Camp as Yvette. She was in Game of Death, which is the that's uh, the unfinished but kind of finished. That's the one basically where Bruce Lee died, and then they like incorporate his real oh, uh, funeral wow. footage into it. Oh, okay. She was also in Apocalypse Now, and they all laughed. We have... Not that she was in Apocalypse Now. They didn't laugh. It's two separate movies. <laughs> yes. Apocalypse Now, comma, they all laughed. Mm-hmm. We have Bill Henderson as the cop. Bill Henderson is a TV and film actor. He's also a jazz singer. Ah! He was in Cornbread, Earl and Me, Silver Streak, and Fetch, to name a few. All right. Fletch! Fletch, not fetch. Fletch. Wow, this is a... It's it's not even an after hours that we're doing this. We have Jane Weidlin. Or is mm-hmm. it Weidlin? I forget. Um, She was the singing telegram girl. She's also, in real life, the co-founder and rhythm guitarist of the Go-Go's. I had that tasty titty. She was also Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. We have Kelly Nakahara as the cook. She was also Nurse Kelly in the TV show MASH. She was also in Dr. Doolittle. She's having a baby. And in real life, Ma, she is a watercolor artist. Oh, Oh, I need to. Well, maybe I'll just leave hers alone and not look at them because they'll be. Her, she goes by, I don't have it written down, but she uses her married name for her watercolor artistry. Nice. And finally, we have Howard Hessman. You might have been confusing because he is no longer with us. He was the evangel, evangelist slash evangelist, evangelist slash chief. But I knew him because when I was a kid growing up, Laverne and Shirley would be on TV. Um, and this show, WKRP in Cincinnati. And he was Johnny Fever on that show. Yes, indeed. And then he was also on Head of the Class. And then he was also in the movie Shampoo. So when I saw him, I was like, WKRP in Cincinnati. It just rolls out off the tongue. Mm-hmm. And so those are the particulars. Well, the movie starts with intense music, dark clouds, a car at the gates of a huge creepy mansion, and a car. The guests arrive and all use aliases. We have Colonel Mustard, Mrs. White, Mrs. Peacock, Professor Plum. That was uh, Christopher Lloyd, right? Professor Plum? Or Mr. Green. Was he Professor Plum or Mr. Green? He was Professor Plum then because Mr. Green was the guy from Better Call Saul. And Miss Scarlet. I have a tasty titty about Miss Scarlet. No one knows who is the host, but they all find out they are all being blackmailed by the same person. What could go wrong? (sighs) POC, we have one. 
one. Well, the cook also. Oh, yeah. We have two, and mm-hmm. both of them die. Ooh, spoiler alert. <laughs> I know. And then also we do have, I put it down, but then I'm not sure because of his the very last, uh, his very last quote. But we, we do have a gay man, but then mm-hmm. is he, because his very last quote is, I'm going home. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Because at first I was like, oh, 1985. Interesting. And then, yeah. It, it's interesting how they go out of their way to be like, no, I'm definitely not gay. I'm going home to sleep with my wife. So, yeah. Yeah. Wonder if they added that. I, I don't. I read an oral history that was on Entertainment Weekly, and it said that Michael McKean he said that he added that line, and then the Jonathan, the scriptwriter and director said like, no, that line was in there. But then the director said, you know what? He could have come up with the line in rehearsals, and then it ended up in the script. Oh. So. Well, nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. So there, there, there you have it. So now we are to cast. Mm-hmm. So this is the this whole film is just about the top of yeah. the cast in the U.S. And it was a good time to remind everyone that because you're like, all right, but there's a madame and there's like women and stuff. But remember, Pearl Elizabeth Isabel Wilk, <laughs> What's it? Uh, the author of Cast. Yes, I, I completely. Wilkerson? Yeah, I completely. I just saw the W and was like, I don't know what comes after that. Um, if you can act your way out, then it's class. If you can't mm. act your way out, it's cast. Right, right. Okay, nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any? I have one I could tell about. Uh, Miss Scarlet. Okay, if you want to go now, that's fine. It didn't sound approved, but (laughs) she said wrong timing. You You are wrong. Not to reheatables, and we are not to your tasty titties. But you may go. That's okay. (laughs) Please go on, Erin, with appropriate nerd alerts. I don't make. Now you make me sound like I am the authoritarian nerd alertist. Well. <laughs> no, you're she, the authoritarian <laughs> I am very open to nerd alerts. There is no... Uh, it's very fluid. It's, okay. Nerd alerts are very fluid. Mine's going to wait for tasties. <laughs> <laughs> and it better be good. Uh, the Oscars were... Well, the top five films that came out in 1985. We have number five was Out of Africa. Oh, yes. Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Number four, The Color Purple. Oh. Which I just saw the trailer for the new Color Purple. And I'm like, this, I don't, it's mute. This get, oh, Is they it adapted the it from the musical, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. there were musical numbers in it and it, there seemed to be times of, of fun. And I was like, I did not remember that from the color purple. Yeah. Fun. I was like, hmm, interesting. Um, Rocky Four was number three. Number two, I love this title. 
Rambo, colon, first blood, part two. <laughs> oh, wow. He had two in the top five. Wouldn't that be second blood? You would think. I know. What do I know? And then the number one film of 1985, Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The we Oscar- did that a long time ago, didn't we? I don't think we've done Back to the Future oh, yet. Okay. Yeah. The number oh, Oscars nominations for Best Picture: Witness. Oh, that was um, that was the Amish one with uh, Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Prizzy's Honor. That was um. Prizzy. That's Prizzy. I think that's Angelica Houston, yeah, right? Yeah, Angelica Houston, yes. yeah. Yeah, P-R-I-Z-Z-I apostrophe S. Um, Kiss of the Spider Woman. It was good. Mm-hmm. What? We're on an audio. <laughs> Raul yeah. Julia was in it. Oh, okay. He is dead. I'm he sorry is. to say. The Color Purple. And the winner for Best Picture, Out of Africa. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So it's cinematography one. Well, and Meryl Streep and Robert Redford. Okay. Meryl Streep, Robert Redford, Out of Africa. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they went into Africa and then they got out of Out of Africa. <laughs> okay. So what was happening in 1985? December 1985. I would know for sure. This bitch. <laughs> I had a baby and a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I remember 1985. I was in kindergarten. Well, old Ronnie is sworn in for his second and final term. Did he know it? <laughs> who knows we are the world is recorded and released to raise money for the African famine relief and live aid also takes place in the summer nice Mm -hmm. Mohammed Al-Fayed buys the London based department store Harrods yeah that was my aunt used to love Harrods Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. does that that name ring a bell because his Al-Fayed uh huh. Because his son was the man who died. Baby Alfred. Yeah, who died with Princess Diana. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, buddy. I only knew her. Mm-hmm. Um, the first WrestleMania is held. Nineteen eighty-five. Oh yeah, you were very into wrestling with your friends. Mm-hmm. Hulk yeah. Hogan. I know, and my, how Hulk Hogan took a turn there. Uh, oh, man, so many people from my childhood just, yeah. just took turns. Um, South Africa ends its ban on interracial marriages. Oh. In 85. Wow. Yeah, well, they still had the apartheid going on hard and strong, but at least in 1985, uh, Trevor Noah was no longer a crime. So his but you and existence. Adam still would be. Yeah. Um, 1985, the ozone hole is discovered. Oh. And what have we done to fix that? 
Are you so proud of Iva? I know. Anything? Anybody? Crickets. Speaking of discoveries, in 1985, the Titanic is discovered. 1985? That was that long? Yeah. What were they doing for all those years? But it's very deep. They didn't have the technology to get down there. I I know. I'm for my TikTok corner then. Ooh. Uh, almost. Well, I uh, told you, I my TikTok corner has to just be organic. You're right. You're right. You're it's right. It's fluid. Right. The TikTok. See, look at me. Because see, let, uh, the record show. Your belief, I make the rules. You are absolutely <laughs> right. Very true. Um, <laughs> you may have your TikTok corner whenever you TikTok want to. It was just um, a, a group Halloween costume, but they all they went as the Titanic. Oh. Um, but it was like. Probably 15 people as part of the costume. So, like, one person was the front half. The other person was the back <gasps> half of the boat. And then there was, like, the orchestra. And then there was, like, um, a couple of people in, like, life vests. And then Dude. somebody was as Rose. And she had, she was laying on the, they had made it an incredible costume where she was laying on the thing. And then there was, like, you could just see hands coming out of <laughs> Wow. The water. It was very. Oh, and someone was the iceberg. Duh. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, it was cute. But you know, it's been it's been long enough. Yeah, yeah. It's not too soon. And we're joking about the movie, not about the actual tragedy. Not the not the deaths. No. <laughs> Although, <laughs> you'd be like, hey, Shucky, I get no respect. Oh, yeah, yeah we're, we're not getting canceled today. Not today. Oh, we might. Um, And then we have what I remember hearing about as a little kid. Jeez, could I not go any? Could I not? Could I just celebrate and have a normal kindergarten day without hearing about these Lebanon hostage crisis? (sighs) You heard about that in kindergarten? I heard all about about the Lebanon hostage crisis. On the news, because we always had the news on. Yeah, it was just like, oh my gosh. I can't imagine Mr. LeCrone doing anything. If it was, it would have been in a song. It was very tastefully done. (laughs) Exactly. So the Lebanon hostage crisis, that was kidnappings in Lebanon of 104 foreign hostages between 1982 and 1992. So in 85, there was there were people getting hostage-ed, and then there were people getting unhostage-ed. Yeah. And remember, at this time, from 1975 to 1990, that's during the Lebanese Civil War. Most of the hostages were American and Western European, and they came, but they also represented 21 different nations of origin. And I do have to laugh because. It reminds me of you know the old story on this uh, this here show about you know oh they're gonna kidnap me I'm gonna be a hostage and I was like ain't nobody gonna hostage you <laughs> nobody wants you I just I just I just picture like it's mostly American and Western Europeans they were like sir Africa and no we're good <laughs> I used to say that about Mac if anybody tried to steal him they would just bring him right back. <laughs> Oh, man. I used to say that about your husband. <laughs> I, 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 you know, like father, like son. Two to three, man. Whew. 
how he was. Yeah. We're so angry. <laughs> Just so angry. So angry. <laughs> so angry. Um, eight died in captivity or were mm. murdered. So also, that this has the dealing because in Lebanon, the group Hezbollah declared its existence in 1985. Oh, we might be hearing more about them soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hezbollah, they, had, they came out in 1985 with their principles. And their principles were to expel Americans, the French, and their allies from Lebanon, putting an end to any colonialist entity on our land. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I can Mm. understand the sentiment. Uh, Okay, okay. Also, to punish the Lebanese Social Democratic Party for crimes they committed against Muslims and Christians. Um, Well, that gets a little looser into the whole punishing. I'm not really sure what they did. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. and what is the punishment? Yeah, this is okay. 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 Then... To permit all the sons of our people to determine their future and choose in all the and to choose in all the lib, the form of government of their desire. But it should be an Islamic government because only an Islamic government is capable of guaranteeing justice and liberty for all men. And <laughs> white men. Islamic men. Islamic men, yes, not white men, I guess, in this case, for once. Yeah, no, Islamic <laughs> men. And only an Islamic government can stop any future attempts of imperialistic infiltration into our country. How mm-hmm. oh, am I? Ooh, okay. Mm. So those are their principles that they're founded on. But also, per Hezbollah ideology, God cursed all Jews as blasphemers, damned for all time and throughout history. And they believe the destruction of Israel will bring about the reappearance of the Shiite Islamic Messiah. Okay. So, okay. okay. This might be a really dumb question. And I I probably don't know the answer to it. But, so they were just against the Jews. Primarily because they were all in the same area and they wanted their land back because they did lose what is now Israel, right? But see, I don't, because it's so complicated. Yeah, so, because then, because that, so that was their principles. And then they were like, they, the issue of how is Israel deals and treats the Palestinians is like a different issue. They're From just the kinda, Lebanese, this is Lebanon, a, not Palestine. Yeah, like the Hezbollah is in Lebanon, which is like going through its own civil war, and they're basically it's it's a religious thing. Like Hezbollah yeah, is like right. only only Islam can bring about. This is like strictly Islam. It's like what we see here in the United States of like only Christian, only Christianity. That one needs to be because our government is getting more and more evangelical and more and more in like this is how it is. And so it's you just swap out the religion and it's there. Exactly. The issue they 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 were they definitely were not fans of what how Israel was treating the Palestinians. But then this dude who is in Hezbollah, he says this in an interview. He says, quote, Israel is an illegitimate entity and it is a threat to the region. 
It is a con- it is a constant threat to the whole region. We cannot coexist with this threat. That is why the ultimate goal of the Arab and Islamic nation is to end Israel's existence, irrespective mm. of the problems, sensitivities, and everything that has happened and could happen between Palestinians and non-Palestinians, Shia and Sunni, Muslims and Christians. So they're basically like, their get down is like, yeah, we don't really care about the Palestinian plight. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, they do in that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. So the Palestinians are being oppressed by the Israeli government. So they're like, oh, that's another thing that we have in common. But basically their whole thing is, nope, the Jewish people have been cursed by God and we want them out. I mean, peak anti-Semitism just there. And you're just like, oh. So it's not like the... And they're not going to be like on, they're only on the Palestinian side so much as that they have a common enemy. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but they don't care about them because if Palestinians die with them trying to carry out their goal of wiping out Israel, then they're like, so be it. Right. And that's, that's Hezbollah, which is in, which was based out of Lebanon. It's different than Hamas that is in the Gaza Strip. Okay. But this is all stuff that's like popping off. And this is why like Hezbollah and they, they took over. There were always hostages being taken. There were planes being hijacked. Mm-hmm. It's this whole thing. And it goes back super far. And this is just in 1985. Right. So that was just what's going on in 1985. So <clears throat> same, same shit, different names. Yeah, but but then it just like goes back even farther and then oh, back yeah. even farther. Okay, <clears throat> we're to reheatables negatives. The butler's car, you know, in the beginning, the butler's car. Mm-hmm. That was the car that Grammy and Aunt Sissy bought together from a friend. And then they finally had a car where they could go out because otherwise my dad had the only car. So um, that is the car that my mom would drive to school in for her substituting jobs. And I was so embarrassed because it was (laughs) such an old fashioned car (sighs) that I would hide in the back seat and try to slip out. So no one would see me getting out of a car that I got a ride to. Also, that like it's just wild how like oh it's an old car, but like that would be like that's money, like like I don't know, that's wild. Uh, hey, I, I I was a material girl. <laughs> um, there was a gay slur. Mm. The uh, those were my negatives. That's funny because I didn't really write down many negatives. I, and by many, I mean I only wrote one. And I wrote slurping soup. Yes. Oh. That was that was the that, only bad thing I could come up with. Yeah. Did you know that culturally and I don't know if it's all Asia, but there like culturally I don't know the specific one, so but there is a culture within Asia where it is like you're supposed to slurp soup. 
You know what? I have heard that. I can't remember what it is, but it's like, you, you know, it's like in certain cultures you eat with your hands and, mm-hmm. you know, but like, yep. it's like what you're used to, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. everything's different. Okay. So nope. if that's Just part of your culture to slurp soup, oh, no, by all means, go ahead. I'm oh yeah. I never slurp. And it's not, I would rather you slurp me. soup than chew. Listen, oh. I would rather you slurp your soup than chew loudly beside me. Right. Oh my right. gosh. No, right. I can't chew loudly. You, you can't can only sound the that opposite. Is, side that is of the unacceptable. Table. Yeah. Yeah. We said opposite. I so I don't know if I. In between I've never noticed. I've never noticed your chewing. Okay. So. Thank you. I don't know. And like, that's one of those things when you live alone that you don't. Like, like when I'm eating around people, I try to be like, you know, just yeah. mindful of that. But I don't know if. I developed a habit along Sometimes the way. Sometimes your sinuses have an issue there. <laughs> that, that's my Mac impression. <laughs> you might have forgotten good. I'm over here. Oh, I can't do that. I don't know how you do that. Well, oh, I've got the sinuses and the schnoz, so. Erin, <laughs> your negatives? Um... I don't know, just maybe getting a super vague invitation in the mail while I'm living in D.C. to go to a dinner party in New England. Oh, I Uh, think that's awesome. I would totally do that. I would be so excited. No, I'm like, that's a nope for me, dog. Oh, that sounds so fun. She'd have to leave her apartment. I got to travel. I'll take your invitation. What am I, what do I have to wear? Is this a wearing thing? Well, you got to wear your nice dress. Oh. With a corset. Or a nice suit. It doesn't have to be a dress. Oh my gosh. I don't like I don't like the linings of the nice stuff. I don't like that lining on my skin. She wears her stuff inside out. <laughs> well, you know, I used to um I'm a big fan of comfy. hmm Yes, you are. That's why you fit in so well. Um, but I used to hate the seam of the socks. Mm, yes. Yes. hmm I would Always wear my socks in inside place. out. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's where I would a lot pull, of it. I was when I would pull the end of my sock and then fold it over. Mm-hmm. No, I was I would do that and then it wouldn't work and then I just flipped them inside yeah. out and I was like ah and then I started doing it with my shirts and I'm like yeah. ah this is so much better. My next one is well this is a negative heatable because of it did make me laugh but it's negative in principle but funny in the film. It's not like I I, I wasn't so angry that I was like you have to take it out because I know this is a comedy it's in there. When Mrs. Peacock gets slapped, and he was like, I had to stop her from screaming. <laughs> and her hat. I love to, okay, that's a positive reheatable, her hat. Mm-hmm. And just my final negative reheatable was just, I, I enjoyed the movie, but man, I got lost in the sauce. I could not tell you anything that happened in this film. Like, plot-wise... Oh, really? who oh, did yeah. well, what? what all of the movies that you watch and like and enjoy and can follow, and this is the one that you couldn't follow the plot? Yeah, couldn't. Lost me. I got, I got so lost in the sauce. And I can only say that because half of the movies, I have no idea where we are. Well, <laughs> a lot. That, that also is I true. this one <laughs> Well, a lot of movies like lose me in the sauce, and then I have to do their recap, you know. And then I read in the summary, I'm like, "Oh, that's what happened." All right. So I just, I, I only have three. Like I was pulling at straws here for negative re 
reheatables. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so positive reheatables is there were three endings. Another positive reheatable is the the script, the wordplay, the mm, I have all so many of the quotes. gags, all mm-hmm. of the gags. I had to stop taking quotes because I I got worn out. That old telephone, that's the kind of telephone we had at Grammy's house until she left that house. I don't remember the telephone. It it had the dial and, and it had the heavy um, receiver. Oh, I, was it yellow? No. Oh. At Grammy's house, it was black. Oh, like I remember because Poppy has the the one that's like in his, the, yeah. his recording room. Yes, <laughs> that is. You hold it by the middle, and it has the dial at the bottom, and then you like hold it to your the ear, like piece the the can. Yeah, the ear. Yeah, the speaking piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loved that telephone. Um, I, there's suspense. It was funny, but it was suspenseful too. Oh yeah. And uh, that mansion, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Inside the mansion. That's all your positives? Those are my positives. I had the opening music. Enjoyed. Mm-hmm. That's your guy. That's my why boy. we're doing it. What's his name again? It is, wait, wait, vamp, 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 John Morris. John Morris. Love you, buddy. Uh... The round orange couches, my dream couch. Mm. Oh my God, I wish I could have those. You do love a round sitting situation. But I also have Freddy Krueger in my house. So. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> we were Poor at this guy. bar the other night, and there's this new bar in Bushwick called Carousel. Oh. <laughs> and it's really cute inside. Um, it's funny. They have like, it's a big bar and you can kind of walk around in a circle. In the middle of it is like one of those rooms. It's all glass and it's a smoking room. It goes into the outside. So like it's open air. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. it's funny because like all the smokers are just in there. You can watch them. Um, in captivity. Yeah. But, oh, so we were looking for, they have like a bunch of like seating areas, which is nice for like bigger groups. And they have this furniture that had just been painted. And we like looked at them. We we're like, oh, I wonder if these look like they might be hard, but it was just painted foam. And that yeah. was fine. But I was like, Tommy would have a field day. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, German Shepherds and Dobermans. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they were German Shepherds at first because their ears were back so far. Mm-hmm. Which Tommy is part of both. Yes. Mm-hmm. He comes by it honestly. Um, all the, there are puns, you said, like quips. Mm-hmm. My favorite was, um, is there a little, is, can you put me to the little girl's room? And someone said, wee oui, wee, oui, madame. And she said, no, I just want to powder my nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mrs. Peacock screams. Yes. Mm. Very good. She was a good screamer. All the secret passages. Those are so fun. Um, the doorbell. I liked that it was actually a little bell. That would mm, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, let's bring those back. Yeah. And the house. Just the house overall. Yeah. I loved it. 
The kitchen. Oh god, that kitchen. Yeah. A so dumb funny. waiter. I always love a dumb waiter. Mm, yeah. I have the when you when we see you first we meet the motorist and then later we see his abandoned car situation. <laughs> and it was just all like there's no way a policeman was gonna walk by that and be like, Oh yes, nothing to nothing right. to see here. Up on rocks. Yeah, it was just like all up whopper jod and stuff. Um, I like the all the Cold War references and how everyone worked in the government mm-hmm. and how Mr. Body's blackmail reasoning is that they were all un American, but they're like war profiteering. Right. Uh, like all very totally in line with America, like very American, actually. Um, that scene where they were, they were like, ah, oh, but you miscounted the bullets, and they were just like, it's two one. Two. Yeah, one oh two my two gosh. one one. I was like, did Teeny get all of that? Because they were just like spouting it back, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know how many. I'm a, I assume that the gun is loaded. That's just always assume I'm sorry. there's a bullet. I thought that you always assume there's a bullet in the chamber. You always do. Um, and then, <laughs> oh, especially because of this week, I related so deeply to this. It was the scene where Madeline Codd, they, they're like, you killed Yvette. And she was like explaining how she was so mad that the flames, the flames, they just the flames on the side of my face. And I was just like, who among us hasn't been so mad at somebody that just mm-hmm. the flames. The flames. You just want to burn everything down so that there's nothing left. Scorched earth. So, yeah. Okay, well, we are to quotes. I have a few. It's a matter of life after death. He's dead. I have a life. (laughs) How many husbands have you had? Mine or other women's. What are you afraid of? A fate worse than death? Nah, just death. (laughs) (laughs) But is the FBI in the habit of cleaning up after a multiple murder? Yes. Why do you think it's run by a man named Hoover? Mm. Those were good. Those were good. The only other one I had was, how could you make jokes at a time like this? And I can't remember who just said, it's my defense mechanism. Yes, isn't it? Uh-huh. It was, that was Miss Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I see you know each other. But, like, they, I don't know. It was, a lot of, like, Tim Curry's stuff just made me laugh just the way oh, he yeah. said it. Yeah. Was he Mr. Green? No, no. he was the butler. Oh, okay. I forgot the one, um... At the end, where somebody said, "You see, like the Mounties, we always get our man." And Mr. Green said, "Mrs. Peacock was a man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were just so many th- things like that. Um, when they were talking, they were eating soup, and it was like, "You like Kipling, Miss Scarlet?" And she was like, "Sure, I'll eat anything." <laughs> oh, which is funny, and it also worked on different levels because she was a madame. So then you could go the. <gasps> The scandalous route. Exactly. Um, I forget what, it was somebody's husband was an illusionist, and he was like, she said he wasn't a very good illusionist. I think it was yeah. Madeline Kahn's husband. 
that he died and he was like an illusionist. He was like he wasn't a very good illusionist. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the whole thing of like oh, she had friends who were socialists and everybody was like, oh. yeah. And um, communism is just a red herring. I was like, oh. Mm. This was funny because it was a funny line, and then the visual really made me laugh. I forget who it was. It was one of the women, and it was Tim Curry as Wadsworth, and he was like, I'll catch her. Fall into my arms. And he put his arms around her, and she literally just fell straight through with her arms straight up. So she just fell into the ground. So that made me laugh. But this one is what made me laugh the hardest, this interaction. Madeline Kahn is talking about her husband, and she says, he threatened to kill me in public. And then Leslie Ann Warren says, she like just has this look on her, her face, and she's like, why would he want to kill you in public? <laughs> and then Tim Curry as Wadsworth goes, I think she meant he threatened in public to kill her. And she just goes, oh. <laughs> it was an English lesson. <laughs> yeah. She's like, why would you want to kill you in public? <laughs> oh, that got me. Those commas matter. Okay, my LVP was <clears throat> how the cook's size was used as humor after she was dead and they had to move her. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. They made a lot of fun of her. They did. Oh, yeah, because... Cause she had the, and he was like, "Oh, help me, help me, oh, help me." Yeah, I did like how they were like, "Can we move the body out of the kitchen?" And they were like, "Why?" They were like, "Cause I like to keep the kitchen tidy." Yes, <laughs> that would be Adam. <laughs> My LVP. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, my page got. This oh my LVP was this movie not being more of a cult classic. Like I've never met anyone who's ever watched this movie really. I've heard that it has become one that yeah like I just like don't hear much about it you know yeah it wasn't a success at all when it came out Mm -hmm. I remember I just think it's hilarious I think it's great it's so so many funny gags and things that happen in the whole dog poo gag at the beginning yeah. yeah. I didn't know it, what was happening, but that was great. Yeah. And it it really does. Well, I guess, Teeny, like, you played the game more than I did. I, don't, I think maybe I played, like, one time. But it really, the things that I read about it was how faithful it was to the game, but yet actually a good movie. And actual, it was just yeah. more of a, a, a farce and, like, a comedy thing. And it wasn't about the murders. It was more of, you're, like, it's like the board game, but they really put on the screwball comedy-ness of it. And then I read that one of the things, like when we get to my LVP, is one of the things of why it it wasn't successful because it ended up almost making its money back at the box office, but it did not do well at the box office. And some people that I read said that the comedy stylings had changed because like Ghostbusters had come out, and that Mm. was a different kind of humor and sense of humor and stuff. And whereas this was kind of a throwback to something I'll talk about in tasty titties um, of the, the older screwball kind of comedies and also the very uh, British, very European, like British French 
kind of um, they, they mentioned like faulty towers where it was like slamming of doors and people running past each other and the one-liners and the quips and stuff and the double entendres and the puns and slamming doors and opening and be like oh what mm, ah, mm, and then closing it and that american oh, that sense. comedy taste had kind of changed had dumbed down yeah well, dumbed down but also like comedy is i mean also comedy is just subjective so this isn't a thing like we've been doing we've been watching a lot of old movies because we've been doing this so we kind of are into that kind of pattern and how things are mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, like i think if you showed me this movie when i was five i don't think that because so much of it is verbal a lot of it would have mm-hmm. gone way over my head and i just would have been like bored and whereas something like ghostbusters i would yeah. be like oh this is funny because it's and it's but it's a different sense of humor. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I did there? Did you tell us your LVP? No. So my LVP, <laughs> my LVP. When this movie came out, it had a gimmick to it. And that gimmick yes. was yes. Because honestly, I this okay. When I watched this movie, I didn't know about the ending situation. So my LVP was the three different endings of this film Mm -hmm. because I didn't realize that when the film came out, it just had one of the three endings. You would go Mm -hmm. to the theater and you would either see ending C, ending B. And it was different? Yeah. That's fun. It is, but it ended up not working to the because audiences then saw that as kind of homework it was like wait a minute i gotta sit through this movie three times to see three different endings no and And pay for three different times yeah and there were other movies that came out during the holiday season like they're like i don't have to sit through three different versions of rocky four i can just go see rocky four yeah but you've already seen it one two and three but moving on yeah so they have the different endings and it wasn't until the home media release that they had all three endings presented sequentially. Right. I, cause when they did the first ending, I was like, okay. And then they were like, or it happened like this and it went all the way back. And I was like, oh, what? I got really kind of irritated with that. <coughs> and then like the third ending and I was like, oh, that should have been the ending. Why do we have these three endings? And then it was when I did the tasty titties that I mm-hmm. found out of all the different endings there was actually a fourth ending that it just never ended up. It was filmed, but it wasn't very good, and it was completely discarded. And in that oh, ending, wow. Wadsworth just it just was the killer of everything and everybody. Oh. And he ended up escaping, and then he steals a police car, and then I think like the dogs are in the back seat and end up getting him. Oh, this oh. is much better. This is a much better one than when they went with. Yeah, I like the the last ending, so I kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, it's knowing, I now that I know that they have the three different endings, it did, it, I was like, ah. But I definitely liked the last ending, and I was like, why did we need those other two? The last ending was the ending. But interesting, it made sense in a way, but it also contributed to why the film wasn't. Didn't do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was banking on people going to see it three times to see the three different endings. Mm-hmm. But people are like, I got a, an, a finite 
amount of money. And so I'm going to watch this one and I'm going to go to a totally different one instead of seeing the same thing with just a different end. Didn't work out. MVP. These could be interchanged as to which is my runner up and which is my MVP. Because my MVP is, I just thought of this, the, uh, the writing, the, um, mm. the, the quips in between, the, um, what they said to each other. Uh, but my real MVP is Tim Curry. I mean, come on. He's so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. My, um, well, my runner up um, is Clue the Board Game. Just the fact yeah. that this was like based off of a mm -hmm. board game and was like you said, it was a good, I don't know. It's like making a movie out of a book. Sometimes they mm -hmm. suck. What? Is right. this a book? No, but well, no, they, actually it was a book. They came out with a book after the movie, but um, we should get it and play it at Christmas. Oh Ooh. yeah, absolutely. I gave ours away a couple of years ago. But we I know of this little them. website called Amazon. <laughs> Man, only Teeny could get away with that. I tell you what. <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. There would be repercussions Ooh, for you. Yeah. Oh, there are. You, there, you, you repercuss them in your own way. <laughs> like these looks I get. $16.95. I bet you could get like a fun version. Um, but my actual MVP. Oh, the costumes. Oh, oh yeah. I thought they were great. I did too. I have co-MVPs. Um, so specifically, Eileen Brennan in that scene where she's at the table talking about breaking the ice. <laughs> what a what a comedic tour de force. Because it hits all of the check marks of this is so weird. Everything you shouldn't do. This is so funny, and it's also so true. Like just in that, we've all been in situations where it's like, okay, somebody's gonna kind of break the ice and all, and then just to have her do her whole verbal diarrhea of it, and then you're like, oh, okay, like okay, yeah, somebody has to. This is going great. It's like a, it's like I, rem I imagine the Wright brothers or something. It's the plane. It's getting. Oh, look, we've got the calculations right. We've got a lift. We are up in the air. Oh my god. Oh my god. We are flying. And then it, <laughs> physics, and just the the plane just completely crashes. And then the other co MVP is when Tim Curry is giving a tour de force because this is the my reasoning for taking back my LVP would be to see Tim Curry do three different oh yeah scenes where he is running around delivering rapid fire exactly. doing impressions it was just incredible they said that on the the entertainment weekly the oral history that it was just they were it was just two days where they all had to show up they also like michael mckean loved this because it everybody showed up everybody was in the same scene and it was a great time but for those two days 
it's just all him doing so much dialogue and and having and it's so physical it's so where he needs to be he's just running around and doing every just accents all these crazy funny things that you're just like wow but also like props to the other people because i feel like that could be distract like if you're right. not the one with speaking lines you mm-hmm. gotta be. You gotta. You stay gotta on stay it in with the your moment. reaction. Yeah. Right. And you can't bust up and laugh because then that back to one everybody. Like what's his name in Young Frankenstein? Yeah. Everyone's Gene favorite Wilder. actor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is Gene Wilder Tom Hanks level now? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. No I don't mind. Tom I mean, Hanks. I mean, I'm sorry, Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't know why he just is there for me. Oh. Because we're going to do, like, I steer clear of Tom Cruise movies, but Gene Wilder, no. Yeah, we could do Gene Wilder. He's not on my do not bring up list. Okay. He's not on your shall not be seen list. Yeah. I did not do a recasting. Hasn't this been, has it been redone? I oh, man. In 2016, they were redoing one. Well, but... they've announced so many remakes since 2011. And they, like, different people attached and stuff. Mm. So the most recent one was somebody was doing one in 2022, but I don't know. Okay. They just, it's, like, all these different weird, like, different, different people. Like, from Ryan Reynolds to Jason Bateman to... I did see Ryan Reynolds' name attached. Mm -hmm. No, I saw Ryan... Gosling's name attached. Oh, or maybe it was Ryan Reynolds, and I just confused <laughs> it because you know the dyslexia kicked in at that moment. Yeah, but I am I, to Tasties. Well, wait a second. I, so instead of doing like a, the traditional recasting, I this is where I did put my research for the different people who were attached to this film at different times. Mm. So like Carrie Fisher was supposed to be the original Miss Scarlet. But she had to go to rehab. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. And she was actually friends at the time with Leslie Ann Warren. So Leslie Ann Warren, she was, I think she was in Greece or something on vacation with her family. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Um, I also have. She did it very well. uh Uh-huh. I also have Leonard Rossiter. I think he's a British actor. He was originally cast as Wadsworth, but then he went and died. So well, that was just rude. Although, thank you, because I wanted Tim Curry in it. And Rowan Atkinson was um, in the running for it, but he wasn't well known enough at the time. Mr. Yeah. Bean. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Bean wasn't well known enough. And then for Yvette, there was Jennifer Jason Lee. Julianne Moore and Madonna. And wait, I have it. Damn. Uh, Demi Moore also. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are just the interesting ways about it. I mean, you could recast it with anybody. You could, but I mean, to be Wadsworth, you have to be able to have that energy through that whole thing and mm-hmm. um and, yeah, I, and yeah. while there isn't a clue clue i mean we have like knives out and glass onion mm-hmm. are, yeah and we're not yeah mm-hmm. yeah very much uh agatha christie ish mm-hmm. so we already talked about the three endings we um 
Madeline Kahn's monologue about the flames on the side of her head, that <laughs> yes. was all ad-libbed. She did that whole thing ad-libbed. Um, the entire interior of the house was a set, and Aaron Spelling used that on uh, his show Dynasty. Yeah, that's the oh. Carlton Hotel mm-hmm. in Dynasty. The it's secret- because it Go was ahead. shot on um, Paramount Studios. And Dynasty was? The interior. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They, the producers of Dynasty bought it. So right. I don't know where. Right. And then they probably right. moved it. Right. Or- the secret passages were the same as secret passages in the game. I don't remember. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. The singing telegram was the guitarist for the Go-Go's. Uh, the French maid, Aaron talked about other people who were considered. And so Colleen Camp came for her audition in the outfit. And and it, apparently her bosom was a bit larger than everyone else's. And she used it to maximum effect. And that's how she got the job. Hey. 1985. That's, that's playing the game, people. Don't hate the play. I hate the game. The exteriors were done at the Max Bush House. That the was Max all. Bush House. Yeah, B U S C H. Oh, because that's in uh, South Pasadena. Yeah, it was destroyed by fire in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was suspicious fire, or if it was like in the mountainy region of Pasadena. Because I mean. Tis the season we're in now. Yep. Tis the season for fires I'm talking about. Fire season here. El Nino, what you gonna do? Tina, do you have any tasty titties? I don't. I have the clue is currently owned by Hasbro. Because in this, it was a Parker Brothers it's like oh, clue really? based That's on Parker Brothers, but I guess Parker Brothers bought it from what was it? Mm, what was it? Mm, Wadding, Wadding something. It was Waddington's. I think Parker Brothers bought it from Waddington's, and then Hasbro brought it bought it from Parker Brothers in the early nineties. Um, Cisco said, "Quote: Clue is a movie that needs three different middles rather than three different <gasps> endings." Oh wow! Okay. And Cisco gave it two out of four stars and said the screenplay is so very very thin that the actors spend most of their time looking frustrated, as if they oh, just God. been cut off right before they were about to say something interesting. Hmm. That's wrong. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Wrong. Um, Tom Stoppard, who's a famous playwright, wrote Waiting for Godot. Anthony Ooh. Perkins, who was, yes, Norman Bates in Psycho. And Stephen Sondheim, you know, Broadway, Stephen Sondheim. Merrily We Roll Along. Mm-hmm. They, were all ap- they were all approached to write screenplay, to write the screenplay for this. Oh, wow. really? Yeah crazy um the first day of rehearsals the director had them all watch his girl friday Ah, so that they would get 
the yeah. the rhythm of the dialogue and the right. da, da, da. Oh, man, I've never seen that. What? We did it before you joined us? Yeah. Oh. Is that geez. like I guess that's like this movie, huh? It's a uh, isn't uh, Cary Grant in it? Cary Grant in his girl and Friday. Catherine Hepburn. No. No. Vamp for yourselves. All right. Um yeah, I guess we did do it before that. I, was... I always thought His Girl Friday was like a Breakfast at Tiffany's type movie. No. His Girl Friday is about newspaper. Rosalind Russell, yes. Rosalind Russell was the female. Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell and they're two newspaper reporters and they're like something has come on the scene and they but they're they were married and they're divorced and so it's it's just boom 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 mm. boom. Howard Hawks and this like doo, 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 doo. it's good. I'll have to go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you definitely do. Um, so th- I read that because in the game, all of the characters like mustard, plum, green, they all have a color associated with them. And so somebody that I read was like, "Why didn't the costume designers do the characters in the right colors?" Because if when you're watching the movie. Their whole thing is that they didn't know that they were going to have exactly. aliases. So they wouldn't right. have known what their aliases were going to be. So that's why they aren't dressed in their colors. Yes. Oh, that's a mm-hmm. good idea. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So those were my tasty titties for Clue. Teeny, when you played it, who did you always want to be? What character? I don't, uh, I don't think I really had. I wasn't like a Clue purist or anything oh, okay. like i just enjoyed the game i wanted I not like always... clue's biggest fan is I... it always like mr boddington is the murdered person no i think it's if i remember vamp as you would say it would no. be like any I of think... the six people could be the the person murdered i thought I'm the rules on hasbro.com yeah and then you had okay, to this find evening out. Samuel Black was found murdered in his mansions. Detectives found six suspects and six weapons in the mansion's nine room, but couldn't solve the case. So it's up to you mm. to win the game. You must find out who did it, with what mm-hmm. weapon, and where. And which room? So yeah, that's the where. Everyone rolls the dice. The highest <laughs> roller goes first. Mm-hmm. You roll. You move your character token that number of spaces around the board. I don't know how you. Well, I don't know how you figure who's the player. I mean, who's the murderer? I think you have to like. Because oh, yeah. the setup. You have to do the setup. Right. Oh. Place all six weapon tokens and all six character tokens in the center of the board. Each choose a character from the suspect list and you choose your matching color. Then you sort the black clue cards into weapon, suspect, and room decks. And without looking, you take the top card from each deck and put them exactly. in the yellow murder envelope. In the envelope, and that's the answer. And then oh. you have to use the clues that come out through. Yeah, it's like guess who. Around. So you yeah. could be wrong if you get if it's user error. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Well, next week. We're dark because someone here has to run twenty six point two two freaking 
miles. Yeah. Now, does this take you over all the five boroughs? Yeah, it's the only wow. freaking reason we have to go start in Staten Island. And here's the issue. You got to get 50,000 people to Staten Island. So wow. we don't even start until like 1045. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we are going to be waiting with bated breath with our phone. Or there's an app. It. Well, there's an app that you'll be able to track me. Oh, I'll have to send it to you. Yes, okay. please. Because Adam's going to be busy. Okay. He's going to be Zoom Zooming. He's going to probably b- bike more miles than I run. <laughs> yeah. I want to know how many miles he Somebody busy. today was like, uh, my running group was like, oh, is he going to be at the cheer station with us? I was like, yeah, for like five minutes. And yeah. Then he he... Has to get on and book it. He's like, I got to go. Yeah. He's got to be able to take clothes off of you. Give you clothes if you need them. Give you liquids. So we start in Staten Island, and then we go into Brooklyn, and then you go into Queens, and then... Wait, wait, but how do you get from Staten Island to Brooklyn? You run over the Verrazano Bridge. Oh, I, I thought you had to take a ferry. I didn't realize there was a bridge. We had to take bridge. a ferry to Staten Island. Yeah, there's a bridge. So like when we drive, when we go on trips, we go through Staten Island. Oh, oh, okay. Because okay. okay. yeah. otherwise, it's like the amazing race. I mean, who gets there first gets across first. And... Yeah. So you take, but you, but they, you can't just drive over there because all the streets are closed because yeah. of the yeah. marathon. Right. So yeah, I have to go over there and then we, we run over the Verrazano Bridge. So you're literally only in Staten Island for the starting line. Like the starting line is like at the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, why even do it? Yeah, because we got to get the five boroughs. It's New York, in New York, New York. It's like that, and then even the Bronx isn't that much. You're only in the Bronx for like a mile. Like you basically run over a bridge to get in the Bronx, and then you run around the Bronx. But that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yurt. Oh so, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of that. Listeners, we we need you sending your positive vibes Teeny's way on and Sunday. Positive weather. Yeah, positive, positive weather. weather. Positive knee vibes. Positive gastro in gastrols. Yeah. 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 Positive gastrols. Yeah. Yeah. Positive chafing. And then I'm gonna be busy the next day because I'm gonna be at the spa. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. That is nice. It's very exciting. So there is underwear now that in st- like women with bladder leaks or issues, you don't have to put a pad in. You can use this underwear. Would that be a, an idea? I don't think it absorbs the thing that I'm worried about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it it can only do so much, but mm-hmm. it's at least a barrier between that and running down your leg. Marathon, baby. Yeah, see, I'm not winning the marathon. If it gets that bad, I just right. stop. Right, right. Oh, you gotta just go. It's Which just is how it, my time everybody was does so bad it. in Philly. Yeah. Yeah, everybody does it. Just let it go down your leg. Yeah. Don't keep have it, to keep it you moving. You do what's comfortable for you. Yeah. I will. And if you were, you know, like 
to poop your pants, we would not talk about it on the podcast. Okay. I mean, you'd be my hero. You'll never know. That's right. That's right. You'd be my hero. I'd be like, damn, that's what I'm talking about. That's commitment. That is commitment. That's that's throwing your shoes away, throwing your insoles away, throwing your socks away, throwing... (laughs) Everything, everything gets thrown away. But that's my when I'm out here on these streets and I'm doing my little, just my little, my little jog, my little eleven minute a mile jog. And somebody runs up on me, I'm putting my hand down my pants. And trust and me, people, she I'm is go- not lying. Yeah, that's my She's first method exact- of defense. I'm like, <laughs> all right, you can come get this if you want it, but. Okay, we'll have to deal with so, some stuff. So what are we doing the week after? Oh my oh, gosh. Wait, when is the week after? Oh yeah. Why? What are you doing? Oh, we might be going to Cincinnati. Oh. So Oh, wait, you're going on the 12th? Oh, wait, that's October. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah, we so the week after <laughs> So November the nineteenth. Yeah. Will you? Okay. I guess so. We're not doing the eleventh. I I could. That's probably a Saturday. Do the eleventh, but if Tina might if be Tina's working. working. I think I could. I don't think I'm working. <clears throat> well, okay. it's either the eleventh or the next. Well, then it's a question of Teeny. We could either do something that. Staying within the 80s, do something in 1984, okay. or mm-hmm. we can go back into 1958, okay. do a different movie with Rosalind Russell. Are those the only two parameters? 1980. Uh, let's go, let's stay in the 80s. I'm having fun. Okay, then if we're staying in the 80s, we're going to do this to Spinal Tap. Yes, Spinal okay. Tap. Hmm? And we can watch it on. Vamp, 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 vamp. I'm sure it's on Prime. Or Apple. We've been lucky with these last ones. We've been able to watch them for free. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's available. Oh, oh, oh my. Oh, well, wait a second. Oh, what? Oh. Because it doesn't appear to be, um, I mean, the, the prices here are outrageous. Oh, really? Yeah. Fourteen ninety nine. So, I know. Uh, so, um, we'd have to, we could split it and I'll pay $5. And we all have to watch it in the same 24 hours. <laughs> but yeah, that's what Ma and I do. But it's not the. Um, oh my. I'm like, do I have it on DVD? I think I do. I mean, huh, oh, is- what's that Libby? Um, the library thing. I don't know. Well, I guess I guess it'll be to be determined. We'll figure okay. it out. 
Okay. So. Okay. Nope. Bye. Bye. I thought she was having a stroke. Bye-bye, listeners.